to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. And amen, and it's so incredibly great to be connecting with Melbourne today. We love you so much. Interesting, you're in church and we're in lockdown. And yet together we are building something for the purposes of God. I think today I want to share seriously from our heart the things that God is leading us to and where God is taking us. But I mentioned in that video clip that it's foundations that create futures. And all of us, I believe, are called by God to lay deeper foundations in our own lives so that we can carry the futures of others. That uh, this is going to be a season for us at life where God's smile and readiness is more on us than ever before. I believe that we are going to encounter the unlocking power of God more than we have ever seen before. Before Vision Sunday, one of our great team members, Geneva Wilson, said, sent me a, uh, an email and in it she just said, I want to share prophetically what I feel and I've seen. She said, I saw a large bucket more like a massive drum of water in the heavens. And its mechanisms resembled those water dumpers that you can find at kids' water parks. And often the kids would wait for the buckets to fill up and so that when they get full to overflowing, they would dump the water on them. But she says, I saw that as a church, we're no longer waiting for the drum to fill. In fact, the drum is very full. Oh, I love that. The drum is very full and pouring water all the time. It's our positioning as His people under that water drum, our closeness to Jesus that causes us to receive the fullness of what He has for us at this time. It's not a one day when thing, it's a now thing. It's not a striving thing, it's a closeness thing. And I shared with the leaders in our Empower Weekend, again this weekend in Melbourne and previously here in Auckland, that God is calling, I believe, life to new pathways and new patterns. That God is taking us on a journey. And I shared how that I have fully come to realise that these foundations that God is wanting to build into our lives personally unlocks both the future of those around us and our own futures. And this thought that when God calls us to something, as we respond with a yes, it is our completed obediences that release accelerated expansion. God is looking for people. He's looking for you. He's looking for me. He's looking for us collectively to see we, whether we can be fully engaged to complete with obedience what God has given us. Because God is wanting to entrust so much more. He wants to build so much more than we could ever imagine. And yet there is a challenge with that. Love the message of Mark Verakis to the leaders because he said, not only is God looking for obedience, which was in our heart, but he says, you realize too, don't you, that your capacity of response, your capacity as an individual determines the extent or the size of the miracle. And I feel like we are in a world we know that needs God, needs Jesus. That's why God said to Abraham, Genesis 22, because you have been obedient, because you are prepared to go all the way, then I will 
I will do something. And I feel like God is saying to us as a church, and I want you to tune in. God is looking for a collective obedience, but he's also looking for a personal obedience. That collective obedience is gonna bring God's blessing in the corporate vision, but personally, when we not just say yes, but we complete what's been entrusted, God brings us to a place of expansion. God brings us to a place of enlargement. I was talking to Alan who's a great part of life. And Ellen was saying, you know, the, I think the oldest member of life has just turned 100. I said, no way. Yeah, Ian McGregor turned 100 late January, 2021. I said, I want you to do something. I want you to go to Ian and ask him, what is it that he has learned over 100 years, a devout Christian? In fact, every time I see him in church, yes, he's still in church. Whenever he can make it, he just encourages me. This is what Ian said at 100. He says, there is nothing greater we can do than learn to surrender to Jesus. And it's there in our surrender that we find authority. This season, I believe God is calling us to others. 2021 is about others. Hey, tangata, hey, tangata, hey, tangata. Jesus echoed these words. You remember verse 14 of Matthew 5, You are the light of the world, not a building, not just those that are passionate. You are the light that the world is looking for. And if that light begins to shine on a hill, if you, again, don't hide your light, but you understand that sense of urgency and that sense that God is calling us to so much more, if you show that light, everybody will see the light that you carry. I pray that life will be known as a high light impacting community of people. I hope you're saying amen to that right now. Wherever we find ourselves, that urgency, I pray that we'll become people that are non-judgmental. We're people that have time for others. We're compassion filled. We Our hope carriers, we point people to Jesus more by what we do than what we say. I am challenged, as you've already heard, heard by a Christianity that is disengaged with the answer for others. God's saying, you're the bridge, Paul. I'm the bridge. All of us are the bridge to help other people discover what we have experienced. Again, in verse 16, you know it well. Please, said Jesus, let your light so shine. Right now here in Auckland again in lockdown, what a prime opportunity to reach to others. Over in Melbourne, every one of us, people have put people alongside us where we work, where we live in our family. And God says, would you let your light please shine? Because if you don't shine your light, they won't understand that there's something more to life than what they've realized. They'll see your good works, not just your words, and they'll glorify your Father that is in heaven. I have mentioned over the years, a guy I came across in Sydney many years ago, I'll never forget him, his name was Ken, and he had had a life, let's just put it short, that was colorful. He had been involved in everything, and I got to know Ken just socially, and then I shared the truth of Jesus, not Christianity in the sense, but 
how I became a follower of Jesus and how he met me. You know Ken's parting words as he made a decision for Jesus. Why didn't someone tell me years ago? Church, we've been through an incredible legacy season, but it's not about the money raised. It's about what God asked us to be obedient with, both corporately and individually. My heart now breaks because, you know, there are people in your world, in my world, where people are going, why wouldn't somebody tell me about the truth that could change everything? And so you say, well, how are we going to do this other's thing? I believe we're going to do it by, again, focusing in on God's game plan. We are committed to life community. As you know, if you've been a part of life, but there's always new people, we have committed years ago to become a community of people with an annual investment of $20 million worth of community impact. That's no small feat. And here we are in 2021. The community team are leading us in this pursuit and collectively across the Tasman, we can see this become a reality. You say, well, Paul, what is the community vision? Well, it's about social services which is meeting the now need of people where we live. It's not just saying we'll pray for you. We're there to put food on your table. We're there to say, hey, we are going to take the, the challenge of your situation seriously. Social services and then also education. Because again, we're realizing that God wants to leave people not where they are, but to lift them to areas that they've never been before. And so as you know, one of the initiatives we've carried for many years is Christmas box. And under social services, just bringing value to people's personal lives to their front door. We're going to see our Christmas box venture increase in 2021 to 35,000 Christmas boxes across New Zealand and Australia. And you might go, well, what's the Christmas box? It's a whole week's meal from people they didn't know existed that came into their world to say, somebody's thinking about you. Somebody cares about you. And you might go, well, how far will Christmas box go? It will go as far as there is genuine need. That's why we're saying others. Others are crying out, would somebody show me that I'm important? Somebody show me that there's value? So there is so much more. 35,000 is only at that level because of our capacity of response. And I'm speaking that others need you and others need me. To think about last year, how over 350 agencies were able to take those boxes and through their hands, meet the people in their world. Soup kitchens to understand that right now we're in eight locations. Otara, Manurewa, Mangari, Pakakura, rather, where we were on the Marae, Henderson and Glen Innes, Mount Roskill, of course, in Melbourne. We're going to at least add another soup kitchen, and we've been talking about renaming it. So we're changing it from soup kitchen. We're going to call it community kitchens, life community kitchens. And you might say, well, why are we doing that? Simply because I think there is a connotation with soup kitchen that that's for the down and outers, whereas community kitchen is for anyone in need. You all have value. And so we're excited about that. How far could that go if we had a passion for others? If we had your hands available, if you had my hands available. Another great initiative we're launching this year is our Healthy Lunches Program. We've just recently been accepted by the government as a provider in their 
healthy lunches programs. And we've been approved initially to do 2,000 lunches per day to schools. I'm getting excited. I don't know about you. And we're going to try and link with schools that are close to our community kitchens and let people know there is people that are there for you. Reliable people. And we need many volunteers that are going to say, I'm not just going to turn up when it's easy. I'm going to help create sustainability that anybody in need is going to discover there is somebody that cares enough about them. And we're going to keep developing our social services, but we kind of feel too that we can't park there. We, we need to move into education so that people get their now need met. But education is literally about helping people to stand up on their own feet and begin to discover that they've got skills and they can find work and they can begin to become an answer, not just a need. May be aware that already in education we run an organization called Quality Educational Services with a staff of 40 people, and it's amazing by what they're doing. And of course, they've got contracts with the Ministry of Social Development and Territory Education Commission and Ministries of Pacifica and Pacific People. And they are there making a difference, working with youths, particularly in South Auckland and supporting those that are in high risk and helping them discover that they have value and they can develop their skills. I'm pleased to announce, and this is amazing, how that we have been working all through 2020 about developing our educational arm. And for 11 months, we've been in negotiation about the purchase of a leading PTE that uh, is going to help people in education. It's in the employment-based education sector, and we have secured, now are the owners of a whole new business called uh, Quality let me get it, education, I've missed it there, I've got it in my notes somewhere. That's right, Skills Update, which is involved in education. Company that's been running for 30 years, that has a great reputation with the government, and uh, again, their values are so closely aligned to who we are as life. And they run courses like youth uh, guarantee and preparation for work, automotive building, carpentry, horticultural, electrical. They are there in hospitality, aged care, fitness, well-being. In fact, I think we've got a little clip that we took from their website and we're excited about where God is leading us with this incredible acquisition. Let's go to the screen, have a look at the video. Pretty exciting, I don't know about you, but I am so moved by what God is opening up. A skills update has five campuses, 
Three of them are here in Auckland. There is one in Tauranga and then one in Christchurch, a staff of close to 100 people. And we're believing that that is going to grow and develop. And we are going to see literally tens of thousands of people that are going to be able to find the right kind of employment that they are designed to take. Excited? That's life community. And there are so many other things that we're not mentioning. When we come to Life Church, our again mission, our, our vision statement has always been to impact and to change our generation with the reality of Jesus. And it's been an amazing thing that once we concluded 2020 in the legacy season, I felt like God said there is a lot more that's going to happen through church than you have even thought about. Over the years, people have said to me, where is life going? Will it be in other locations? And I says, uh, obviously, we're over in Australia, we're here in New Zealand, and I'm not sure that we are necessarily going to be planning everywhere. It's been amazing as I've sought God over January, the clarity of what God has said, and even through last year of, you've got to get ready for this unexpected, accelerated expansion. That God is going to take you to new levels. And of course, we were to uh, kick off Life West next Sunday. That's obviously a little bit on hold here in Auckland because of what currently is taking place. But uh, out west, we're going to be meeting in the YMCA facility out there at Westgate. And uh, I know pastors Ollie and Nikki are so excited with hundreds of people. Uh, we're here today to mention that there is a church we've been in relationship for many, many years and have got a great synergy with in Australia that uh, really believe that God is calling them and so do we to become another life expression in Australia. And so that is percolating along. That's all the information we can give. But in the next three to six months, that is going to become another life campus. And we're believing that that is going to grow throughout Australia. God is going to do more and more things, not just in Melbourne, but further afield. We felt like it is time to start another New Zealand campus outside of Auckland. And so we are announcing today that we are starting this year in Life Tauranga. And uh, it's going to be an amazing venture. And some people are going to be called to become part of seeing that established. But we want to bring on our new Life Tauranga campus pastors. And that's Logan and Briar. Where are you? Come and join us. They're an amazing a part of who we are here. It's so good. You guys must be excited. We are, we are. pumped. And so, uh, so are we. You know, years ago, I was saying to Luke and the team, even though we don't feel like maybe we're going to do campuses everywhere, I feel like that's changing. I said, I have always had it in my heart that somewhere along the line, we're going to do life Tauranga. And, uh, and I know that, Logan, over the years, you come from Tauranga and you've said, uh, you know, man, I am passionate about Tauranga. And so when God just said, it's not somewhere in the future, it's now. Yeah. I remember dropping hints, how are you going? You're still feeling for Tauranga? Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> and we just talked as a team and we know this is right. So share just in a sentence your passion for Tauranga. Awesome. About a year ago, we were driving into Tauranga and I turned to Logs and I said, this is home. And I think that was so God setting up our hearts and our spirits for this moment. So we are excited to be launching this amazing city and we know God's got something so special for us there. Absolutely. And as Pastor Paul mentioned, I am a Tauranga boy. I grew up there and it really is home for us. 
We absolutely love the place and we're excited to see the name of Jesus made famous in the city of Tauranga. Bring it on. Amen. Fantastic. I think we should put our hands together. Come on, let's bless Logan and Briar. Thanks guys for being up here. We're believing for that to continue to develop. Seriously, I think you're picking up my heart, but I feel like the future is going to be filled with more campuses. Not only campuses, we're looking at another idea about how we could do locations, a smaller expression of life out in the rural areas and different places. And God is going to, I believe, ignite things in people's hearts to be able to help us promote and propel the vision of God. We're one home, but we're going to have many, many rooms. In fact, in 2021, we're going to be moving from four campuses to seven campuses, which is amazing. Over in Melbourne, you know that uh, God is doing amazing things. And I want to just take a moment, thank again, Pastors Craig and Nadia for your faithfulness through an incredibly hard year. But to see what God is doing right here, right now is mind blowing. And you may not be aware of this. In fact, I don't think you are, some may be. But uh, again, our facilities in Melbourne are coming to an end. The owner of the building has said that they want the building back. And so straight away, there's been a lot of prayer behind the scenes. And uh, today we can't announce any great answers. But what we can say is that we are looking collectively. And of course, Craig and Nadia and the team are working there in Melbourne on a possible new venue that's larger than imagined. It's going to be, I believe, something that if God is on it, we've got to do all the right steps. It's going to take us into a new level of ministry impact. And of course, God has been building. Hear me in Melbourne. God's been preparing your heart. And like I said at the start, God has been looking for obedience. And on the other side of obedience is enlargement. So let's be praying about that. I'm sure that your pastor is going to talk to you about what is taking place. And so, as I said, you know, there is a call of God for all of us to make sure we live for others. Can I just speak to you for a moment about, I believe the message of the gospel is that God is ready for everyone. And you might say, well, how do we share relevantly others? How do we reach the others in our world? I said this some time ago, I think we've got to embrace and understand unconditional love. Married with uncompromised truth. This ability to be in a place where we understand that God is both love and truth. And I am saying that life is a place that we need to understand is for everyone. Every expression of life, the doors are open to reach everyone and to see them find a place called home. Find a place where God is and people love them. We've come up with a thought of how we can just again underscore how life operates. And we'll be talking more about that into the future. But life is a place where people belong. People come to a place where they can believe. And they discover that they are called to build. Let me say it again. To belong, to believe, and to build. And I love that because when you break that down very quickly, to belong means that everyone is welcome here. Every single human being, no matter where they're at in life, no matter what they've been through or what they're going through, how they see life, life is a place where you can belong. Uncompromised. Our church is not a place of judgment. It is a place to call home. It's a place of acceptance, of hope, 
of healing, of belonging, and of love. And I've come to realize I can't transform people. The Holy Spirit does that. It's a place to belong. It's a place to believe. How that believe is really the lasting freedom that follows personal surrender. As you find a place of belonging, God then says, you realize my word, my love is unconditional towards you and yet my truth is uncompromised. And we have often taught from John 8, 31, Jesus said to those that believed, if you abide in my word, then you'll be a disciple and you'll become free. The freedom of God comes through our belief. And so we are a place where people belong and people get to believe. believe. That pathway of freedom is a surrender to God's truth. And then it's a place where we can build. Because we belong and we believe, we can now build into the future that God has for us. And to build is to create or call to create an eternal echo. All of us need to say, God, we're ready for this. You see, you don't have to believe to belong at life. And I want us as a church to embrace a new thinking that, as I said, God has given us hands that will reach out to people, that will hold the broken, hands that will tangibly bring warmth to the cold and lonely, and hands that will move beyond who they are and begin to cause others to know there is a hope. Hey Tangata, hey Tangata, hey Tangata. It is the people, it is the people, it is the people. It's Vision Sunday 2021. And I believe that God is saying, I wanna take you individually. I wanna take you collectively into an expansion that you could never have imagined. But I need your obedient response. I need you to respond. You know, I said before in John 8, 31, Jesus said to the ones that had a faith, if you abide in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you will get to know the truth and you'll find freedom. Before we go to our final song this morning, I want to speak to anyone that feels like, you know what, Paul, I'm not free. I, 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 I might have a faith, but I'm not free. Or maybe I've never realised there was a God that would love me unconditionally. There's a God that understands my makeup, sees my weakness and doesn't leave me. Unfortunately, the church has often judged and often excluded people, not here at life, not in the Word of God. No, God is a God that says, you belong. And when you believe, freedom is on the other side of your belief because the truth shall make you free. And then you'll begin to build a life and you'll begin to build others around you because I am the way, the truth and the life. And today I'd love to pray for you if you go, Paul, my faith has gone stale or I feel like I've got tangled up with my own weakness or the things around me and I feel I've let God get down. Well, God hasn't let you down. And I'm gonna pray this prayer. And if you pray that out of your heart, it's gonna be a life-changing prayer. Maybe you're a, a person that's never prayed a prayer like this. The moment you pray it with sincerity, God's not gonna make you do anything. He's gonna lead you into freedom. And when you find that, everything changes and you become a person 
that lives for a bigger picture than self. So we're going to pray this prayer. And why don't we have everyone just to close their eyes for a moment. and Let's pray it together out loud. Dear God, today, I thank You that You love me so deeply that You died on a cross so my sin could be forgiven. I'm sorry for my past. And today I ask You to forgive me as I make a decision to receive You as my Lord and Saviour. In the Name of Jesus. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.